Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, my name is Kelly Brownell. I'm the director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University. Our guest for the first of three podcasts on the issue of weight stigma is Dr. Rebecca Poole, director of research at the Rudd Center at Yale and also the leader of work that the Rudd Center does on weight stigma. Uh, Rebecca was one of the first people in the field to study this issue, and I think it's fair to say is probably the world's leader on issues of weight stigma. So thank you for joining us. Thanks, Kelly. So in this first uh, podcast, I'd like to talk about the extent of weight bias and stigma. Um, How much of it is there? Where do you see it? And then we'll talk after that about the impact it has on individuals. Well, this is a really common problem in our society, and it's a problem that affects millions of children and adults. And in fact, we've done some research to look at just how common it is. And among adults, what we see is that it's actually just as common as racial discrimination, especially among women. And in fact, it's increased by about 66% over the past decade. So it's very common among adults. Now among youth, the form that we see weight stigma taking is in the form of weight-based bullying and teasing. And what our research shows is that adolescents report weight-based teasing to be the most common form of bullying at school. So this is clearly a really important problem that's occurring for both children and adults. So that you see it in educational settings because of the bullying that kids are experiencing. What about other settings? So this is a form of stigma that really occurs in multiple domains of living. So we certainly see it in schools, not just from peers, but also from educators as well. And this has really negative consequences for students. But you're right, we see this in employment settings where obese individuals are less likely to get hired for the same jobs. Uh, They receive lower wages for the same work performed as thinner people. They're less likely to get a promotion. They're more likely to be fired because of their weight. Um, So there's a lot of systematic discrimination in employment settings. And we unfortunately see this in in healthcare settings as well, where weight bias has been consistently documented among many different types of healthcare providers, like doctors and nurses and medical students and psychologists. And the kinds of stereotypes that we see from providers are beliefs that obese patients are just lazy and non-compliant with treatment and they're lacking in discipline and that it's really their fault that um, they are overweight or obese. And so these kinds of negative attitudes are, are very common in the healthcare setting. And we also see weight bias even in interpersonal relationships with family members and friends. And this is especially concerning for children because we know that they're already at risk for bullying at school, but it means that they're also at risk for teasing even from their own parents and siblings. So this is a, a very concerning problem for children. And then finally, a very prevalent source of weight bias is actually the media. And we see very negative and stereotypical portrayals of overweight and obese characters on television and in film. Um, these, these really depict obese individuals, again, as being lazy, um, out of control with their eating, um, lacking in self-control. And, and these kinds of portrayals are, are very prominent in some of the most popular television shows and films. Um, We also see it in the news media, uh, the way that obesity gets reported on in the news, both in terms of what's written in in the news, but also in terms of the images that we see in the news are very stereotypical. So this is really a form of bias and stigma that has infiltrated our society. It's all around us. It's very socially acceptable, and it's, it's rarely challenged and often ignored. 
You know, one thing that I found very poignant in what you were saying is that parents could be the source of stigmatizing comments and actions directed toward their own children. That seems so surprising that parents wouldn't step in and have empathy for their own kids. I think a lot of times parents who have children that are struggling with their weight are legitimately worried and concerned about their child's health, and they want to do something about it. But sometimes their comments can end up being communicated in very judgmental and critical ways. We also know that parents themselves sometimes feel stigmatized because of their children who are overweight. Some, some feel very stigmatized by doctors, for example, when they go to seek treatment for their overweight child. They feel very blamed and dismissed by doctors. And so I think that parents really have good intentions intentions, um, but you know, we really need to think carefully about how their intentions get communicated, which oftentimes can be in the form of teasing or negative uh, critical comments. Something you mentioned very quickly in your earlier comments was that the, the um, degree of weight stigma seems to be getting worse rather than better, and that comes counterintuitively to some people that you'd expect that because two-thirds of adults and a third of kids are overweight, everybody knows overweight people. They have overweight people in their families, so wouldn't the stigma go away as a consequence of that? That's a surprising finding. It is very surprising. One would certainly expect, as the prevalence of obesity increases, we should see more tolerance in our society. And in fact, we see the opposite. We see that this is getting worse. And we think that there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, One is that we live in a culture that places a premium value on thinness and physical attractiveness at very thin ideals of weight. And and those messages are, are heavily communicated by the fashion industry, by media, by the diet industry. Um, and so those, those sociocultural values of thin, thinness certainly play a role. Um, but we also need to look again at things like media portrayals, which again really reinforce this negative image of obese individuals. And we also need to look at our own societal beliefs about the causes of obesity. And we live in a culture that really attributes body weight to personal responsibility, where people are really believed to be um, blame, blameworthy if they're overweight or obese, and we, we simply think it's a person's fault. And those kinds of beliefs or attributions about the causes of body weight uh, really reinforce negative stigma. Now, you mentioned that this stigma is coming at people from many, many different directions. What effect does this have on individuals? So stigmatization has a very damaging effect on quality of life for both children and adults. And what we see from really consistent research findings over 10 years at least now is that when children and adults are made to feel stigmatized or ashamed about their weight, they are at risk for a range of different psychological consequences like depression, anxiety, uh, low self-esteem, poor body image, even suicidal thoughts and behaviors. And in fact, among children, and we see that for, for youth who are overweight and getting teased, they are two to three times more likely to be engaging in suicidal thoughts and behaviors compared to their peers who aren't teased. So there are certainly a lot of psychological consequences. We see social consequences where um, individuals face extreme social isolation because of weight stigma. There's academic consequences for kids. They are performing less well at school because of weight bias. Some of our research shows that kids are avoiding going to school altogether because they don't want to be teased 
teased in the school setting. And we see that this even has economic um, consequences as well because of things like lower wages and unfair hiring practices. And then finally, um, we see that this has significant health consequences as well. So when children and adults are stigmatized about their weight, um, they are more likely to actually engage in unhealthy eating behaviors that may contribute to obesity. So things like binge eating or maladaptive weight control practices, um, eating more food, um, also avoiding physical activity, often because physical activity settings are where they often get teased. And these behaviors can really contribute to um, making it difficult to lose weight. And I, I think that's a really important point to highlight because there tends to be this public perception that maybe a little bit of stigma is not such a bad thing. Maybe stigma will provide an incentive for people to lose weight or will motivate people to lose weight. And what we see from research is exactly the opposite is true, that instead this is actually leading to unhealthy eating behaviors and other um, risk behaviors that can actually contribute to weight gain. So it's, it's really actually making this problem worse. You know, if you sat somebody down and said, just some average person and said, here's, here's the type of stigma directed at overweight people. And what would you think would happen to these people psychologically and the like? Probably people wouldn't find it so surprising that it's having damaging effects. But my guess is that this, people don't stop and think about this, that there's just not this general awareness out there about how much stigma there is and what effect it might have on people. Do you think that's right? You're exactly right. And if we think about our history of public health. There are many examples of other stigmatized health conditions like AIDS or addiction or mental illness. And what's different about those stigmatized conditions is that there was a recognition that stigma was a barrier to effective prevention and treatment for those conditions. But that's not the case with obesity. There is a real lack of recognition about this problem. And when people become aware of it, oftentimes a reaction is, well, maybe they deserve it because they've, they've brought this upon themselves. So there is a real need for education and awareness about this issue. Do you think there's a case to be made that stigma directed at children is especially damaging? Absolutely. I mean, what we see from research is that this has a devastating impact on children and a very long-lasting impact as well. Some of our research has looked at adults and, and looked at how this experience of stigma has impacted them over their life. And what we see is that experiences that occur in childhood really have a lasting impact on their self-esteem, on their abilities, on their career choices. It really um, affects all aspects of their life. So you could make a case to somebody who ordinarily may not be interested in this that stigma is a very bad thing because it's unfair, people just shouldn't be discriminated against and stigmatized in general. But you could also make a case that it's just bad for you, even if you're not overweight yourself, because the health consequences may drive up health care costs. Uh, there will be people in your family who will be underemployed and not have the educational attainment they might otherwise get poor health care. That it really does have this ripple effect throughout all of society, doesn't it? Absolutely. And when we consider that, you know, two-thirds of Americans are overweight or obese, we all know people who are struggling with their weight. And I think that you raise a, a good point, which is that this is certainly a social justice issue, but it's also a public health issue. And we need to really be addressing it in both of those ways. Well, in the, in the other two podcasts we do, we'll talk more about what can be done about this, but you've really done a very thorough job of talking about the extent of the stigma and what impact it has on people. 
Um, if people want more resources on this, where would you recommend they go? We have created a number of free educational resources that are available on our web- website at www.yalerudcenter.org. Uh, you'll find resources on stigma in all the different areas that we just talked about. All right, thank you. So our guest is Dr. Rebecca Poole, Director of Research and Director of Stigma Initiatives at the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University. And as Rebecca mentioned, you can visit our website, www.yalerudcenter.org, where you'll find a tremendous amount of resource information on the weight stigma issue, but of course, other issues regarding food and food policy. Thank you.